Coming up, today's guest is a user acquisition expert with experience running campaigns for the social casino game category. You're about to discover a trick for running Google UAC keyword campaigns, how to optimize your Facebook ads, and what metrics should a UA lead focus on. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Do you know how well your mobile ads are performing? Well, let Adjust unify all your marketing activities into one powerful platform and give you the insights that you need to scale your app business. Check them out at adjust.com slash app masters. Calculate your app's LTV and predict your mobile app's cash flow over the next year with Pollen VC's LTV calculator. Learn more by visiting ltvcalculator.pollen.vc. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. And I've done a great job, phenomenal job, of really associating myself with awesome people who know so much more than I do so that we can all collectively learn from them as I grill them through these some of these questions that I know I have and I know you as a listener has as well. But today, I've got a phenomenal guest. We're sort of neighbors. So we're going to try to hang out and get some lunch together. I'm super excited to have him on, talk about all about UA, talk about as a founder, when you should hire a UA lead, talk about how you should talk to the finance team. And I'm going to try to get, trying to squeeze out some UA tips out of him as well. So without further ado, let me introduce, do introduce the guest. His name is Junaid Yunar, and he is the VP of marketing at Seller Network, the website seller.network. But the app that you got to go check out is Seller App. S, I'm sorry, C E L E R X, or go to sellerx.app. Junate, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure uh, being a guest here. Uh, Steve, looking forward to our conversation. I'm super excited that you're here. Let's just start off with this. I want to understand your background a little bit, but you, as someone who's been running UA for a ton of different companies, you got so much experience in it. When should an app founder that's in my audience right now really think about hiring somebody professional like yourself to really run UA for them? It's a, it's a great question. Um, well, a quick introduction about myself. I've been in the mobile performance marketing space um, a little over 10 years now, and um, I worked at companies like Google, uh, Product Madness, and, and most recently, uh, Seller X. Um, back to your question, I think it's, it's tricky, but uh, it, it, goes, uh, it goes along the lines of how do you define UA, and, 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 and the way I do define it personally is it's not only about paid, it's not only about organics, it's all the channels that can really drive traffic to, to your products and services. And, and uh, with that definition in mind, I do think that, uh, that the founders should really start thinking about how do they define a, a, a user or an, an end user that, that should be the target for their products and services. And in the, in the mobile apps and mobile gaming space most recently, 
there has been uh, a couple of uh, tools that become a dominant uh, part of the mobile marketers' uh, day-to-day lives. And, 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 and that's really important to think about when founders should start looking for hiring a UA lead. Because when you think about Google Play Console and App Store Connect as being the, 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 the end product that can uh, help the marketers and the founders uh, present, publish, and, and market their uh, end products to their users, I think it's the best for a founder to really think about how they can leverage these tools in the best way uh, possible uh, to, to market their products, their apps and games. And, uh, and that's why I, I, I want to simply say as soon as possible, if they don't have the advanced knowledge of how to utilize Google Play Console and, and, and App Store Connect, that's what, uh, because UA leads or, or the senior UA uh, profiles in the industry do and should have a great understanding of organic user acquisition as well as paid user acquisition so that they can jump on board and, and they can start helping the founders as soon as possible so that they can maximize the efficacy of the organic growth before they start uh, their valuable US dollars in, in paid UA. Got it. Hey, one thing I forgot to today, I forgot to mention is Seller X. Look, you can play esports games and get crypto prizes. So, really cool stuff in terms of esports and crypto. Crypto, I'm not really, I don't know much about, but I know esports. And so, it's a really good blend of like true, really trendy things that are going on in the market right now. Is there anything else you want to add from a Seller X perspective? Yes. Uh, so blockchain has been a, a very trendy space in, in the last couple of years in the industry. And, and Seller Network has been founded by some uh, by, by, by those co-founders who both have PhDs from those reputable schools. And, and their end goal is to establish a layer two technology and, 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 and then uh, connect it with some end user products that can bring in value to the industry. And they found the niche area of mobile esports. Esports has been growing too lately, but not much on the mobile side of the things. And now that we have unlocked a brand new area that can really uh, contribute to the ecosystem with leveraging some of the blockchain technology and, and advancements. And, and, and now we are bringing a, a, a brand new, a, a fresh, uh, product to the to the ecosystem and and, and uh, crypto prices is definitely a, a, a big incentive in the product and now we are at a hyper growth stage and looking to scale up uh, our, our, our product and UA efforts and I'm really excited for uh, what it can bring in the near future well must be a good UA person that's running that that allows you to guys to scale hey Sunate or Junate see it's, it's all Martin's fault Junate, the I'll say from a camera perspective like I don't know if where my camera is but try to look right into the camera. That'll help for you too. All right. I know I might be off here, so it's okay, <laughs> but the camera will be better for YouTube. All right, so let's move on to this. When you said this, you said, hey, you know, these consoles, you as a founder may not know some of the advanced stuff. So what are some of those advanced stuff without giving away too much secrets, but like with that, what are some of the advanced stuff that you feel like founders don't know that you as a professional UA lead, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, attribution is number one because that's that's where it all begins, um, and it's really uh, complicated to, to 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 define and explain attribution to a founder uh, in, in those early conversations because that's how you really build the infrastructure of your UA organization and of all the efforts uh, in the UA space. 
And attribution is not only important for, for new UA, but also it's, it's, it's important for remarketing and retargeting efforts in the near future that, that we will need and that all, all the companies are going to need at some stage of their, uh, of their growth cycle. Um, and apart from the attribution, it, it's, it's really important to understand the importance of the creative and, and, and the arts uh, piece in, uh, in, in the UA, uh, both for organic and, and, and for paid UA. Um, I, I've found so many times that companies are really neglecting the importance of creative and, 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 and that they do come to realize what type of an impact it could have done if they were to realize uh, the, 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 the importance of um, art and creative at, at an early stage. And I think there, there are some uh, easy wins and, and low-hanging fruits uh, if uh, founders and, and early stage companies can find that can, can find a way to invest as early as possible in, in in the creative side of the things, and and this is going to be a, a very important area for all the founders who are looking to um, start uh, their UA efforts from the scratch. And lastly, I want to touch base on uh, on on the fraud, uh, which has been a, 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 a becoming a bigger concern in the performance marketing side, especially in, in mobile. Uh, although there are different ways of defining fraud, and, and, and although definitions can, uh, can differ from uh, one aspect to another, I do think it's really important for founders to be aware of what's happening in the, in the performance marketing space and, 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 and to come up with their own shields of how to protect, protect their brands and and products and their efforts uh, before they get started on on UA. I like that. The we, are those sort of advanced knowledge that you're talking about. Are those characteristics that you think founders should look for in a UA? So if you're if you're trying to hire to replace yourself because you're like you need a UA lead, right? Your responsibility is about brand and speaking out for the. You become a spokesman for seller. Like, what are you looking for from a UA lead? I definitely look for a, a mindset in terms of um, understanding the data, living in the data, and, and make it actionable for product and, 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 and for other cross-functional uh, uh, teams in the organization. So uh, most, of the, uh, most of the definitions that I can find in the industry today uh, defines a, a data-driven and, and, and quantitative approach to marketing uh, from uh, from only a single approach, which goes to their educational background and looking for those people who studied either statistics or, or engineering. But I don't necessarily see a direct correlation in between the educational background of the candidate and, and how they approach the data. I've seen so many examples that an engineer doesn't really have that mindset. And I've seen uh, so many other examples in, in, in the other side of the spectrum that uh, a person who studied social science have an, an amazing, a natural understanding of the data and, and, and naturally approach every single business decision making from a data-driven perspective. So for that reason, I think the co-founders or, or the leaders in this space can de define their secret sauce of how to identify these people and how they approach the data and how they make it actionable for their day-to-day -day lives. Uh, but I do think that's the bread and butter for a successful UA person because we are living on a giant database and, and, and there are so many different ways of leveraging it and making it actionable for the business. And a, a good way of looking at it is uh, in, 
the, the most recent improvements in the UA space is, is shifting the UA ecosystem into from, from being a user acquisition space into be, being a data acquisition space. Because now that Google launched UAC, UA marketers, mobile marketers or UA people do have very limited uh, visibility into what's going on into those campaigns. Now Facebook is making a similar move. And we know that Apple also is considering to restrict sharing the IDFA with, with, with publishers, developers, and, and advertisers. Now it makes me thinking, how do we acquire data? How do we retain the data? And how do we maintain it for the long-term success of the business? And, 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 and that, that's just one way of thinking about how to identify key successful pro profiles in the industry and, and, and how they approach their user acquisition effort, efforts from a, uh, from a long-term perspective. Now, with all the programmatic advertising that's going on with Google UAC and Facebook has their own platform as well, you talked a lot about, and I know Eric Sufer during our interview talked about this too, like the shift that's creative optimization. So like, you know, from a text perspective, like we're, they're taking a, they're taking it care for us. Like all these targeting and all these guys, machines are doing every lot of the UA jobs now from a creative. And you talked about this, Junaid too, was like, Hey, creative optimization. You have, that's sort of the event stuff. What are some tips that you can give to us around the creative optimization? Mm -hmm. um, well, tip one, uh, for, uh, for, for the creative optimization overall, not specific to any spe uh, any format or any channels, don't make assumptions. Creative is a space that can refute any assumptions of uh, of, of the mobile marketers. And and uh, I have seen that so many times uh, in in my personal engagements with my creative teams. Um, and and the second tip is that every channel and and every uh platform has different strengths and weaknesses uh one way of looking into creative and and and, and utilizing the power of, of creative is to understand the, the strengths and the weaknesses and, and and play upon the strengths so that we can uh we can bring in the most value uh that is possible from those creatives into into the ua campaigns a good example is Google UAC campaigns uh, can be uh, very troublesome to really identify where the traffic is being driven from because marketers have really, really limited visibility into that. Uh, but what we found most recently performing really well and, and bringing in uh, the highest ROI is the keyword campaigns that we launched, that we were able to launch on, on Google UAC. And we know that Google is doing a fantastic job uh, serving these uh, ads in, in Google Play. Uh, and, and, and we have seen that the Google Play traffic is bringing in the highest ROI from any other channels that Google UAC campaign can serve us to. The keyword campaign, is that something that you can tell Google, kind of like a search ads campaign? Like, here's the keywords, or it's like, here's my app, go run keywords on for that. You do your thing. It's kind of a trick, actually. If you don't add any images or any video assets, uh, and, and if you only add uh, keywords to your campaigns, like when I say keywords, I mean text ideas, um, the way Google uh, defines it, then uh, your campaign does not have any creative to, to serve in those placements uh, that requires an image or, or a video. It's, it's, it's just a workaround. I like it. I like it. See, we, we're able to squeeze some stuff out of you. All right, Janae, what about Facebook? Because when you're talking about creative optimization, 
relying on the strengths and weaknesses, I would imagine what you kind of said that Google would be great for text type of stuff. And then Facebook would be great for like videos and images type of stuff. Am I right? Or am I BSing here? No, you're right. You're right. Um, well, let's talk about Facebook a little bit. Um, again, I'm going to take it back to your question of what to bear in mind at the very early stages of, of a company uh, when you are looking to grow UA efforts in your organization. Um, retaining the data and, and making it actionable for UA is, is, is really critical. And, and I'm going to tie it up to the Facebook efforts because Google has an analytics solution in the market, which is Firebase. The more data, the more events we fire to Firebase, we know that our Firebase and our Google AdWords accounts are linked to each other, and we know that that data can be leveraged by those AdWords campaigns, by those UAC campaigns, through the Firebase events. And in Facebook, there is no such leverage. However, by working with MMTs in the industry, we can still feed Facebook uh, with as many data as possible. And, and, and that's something that we really pay close attention to. We want to make sure that we feed the Facebook ad-serving algorithm with as many data as possible. And, and um, what we see really successful in, uh, and, and what I see really successful personally in, in Facebook is their ability to target really high relevant users through their lookalike campaigns. And, and I really love that feature. It doesn't only offer wide variety of audiences to mobile marketers, but it also offers a, a unique technology in the, in the mobile performance marketing space, which is uh, ID matching. That means if a mobile marketer would like to identify those users who churned at, at some stage in their, uh, in their life cycle, then uh, the, the, the basic restriction in the market today is, is, is the coverage rate. Even if we work with all those remarketing agencies, even if we work with all those remarketing campaigns, uh, the, the mobile marketers are restricted to identify 100% of those users because users change devices, they move on. And, and today's attribution infrastructure is based upon uh, device ID level, not person uh, persona level. And, and that's where Facebook's feature of matching IDs and finding that user, even if the user moved on to using a different device, is a really key uh, key parameter to uh, improve the uh, the coverage rate in those remarketing campaigns. And I find it really, really successful. I love that. From a creative aspect of it, do you have any recommendations to the audience? Is it video, short form video? Is it videos like what the meme videos where there's like huge text? I know Voodoo does this all the time, but like huge text and like quick little video on that. Like what have you seen perform well from like just the ad stuff, the creative side? We are seeing an increasing success, especially in the mobile esports uh, genre, uh, using short videos uh, like uh, highly volatile and, 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 and highly engaging uh, TikTok-style videos. I'm not sure if this can be scaled up to, to masses, but our early findings show us that we are seeing increasing CTRs, CVRs, and, 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 and ROI, which is, which is great. So uh, this, is specific to, uh, this is specific to Facebook, but I also think that uh, in, in terms of creatives, uh, GIFs and HTML5s are also uh, the, the second most successful formats that I can talk about in the Facebook channel. Wow. And, and, and we are seeing an increasing success in terms of leveraging the HTML5 and GIFs. And, and, and I believe 
we have not saturated that opportunity yet. And I believe there is still a lot more to grasp. All right. Jump on it. Janae said it. <laughs> Jump on it right now. All right, Janae. Well, before I move on to the next topic, and I really want to get into is, you know, UA lead versus hiring an agency or in how do you, as a UA lead and VP of marketing, how do you interact with finance? So you got something that's working really well. How do you mm-hmm. really try to talk it? talk to you. How do you get more money out of finance? So before I do, I do want to thank my first sponsor, Paulin.vc. Look guys, if you're running successful UA campaigns and you're using the gifts that Junaid talked about and you're like, Hey, finance, I need more money. And they're like, Hey, we, we don't got no more money. Well, you can use what Paulin.vc does is they give you the revenues that you're generating from the app stores, from the ad networks. They give it to you early. So instead of waiting for up to 45 to 60 days to get paid, they're going to give that to you early, sort of like a loan. And then you can use that to fund your UA efforts. You can find something that really works well. You can get the money that you already earned. It's just sitting there in Apple, in Google. You can get it back faster so that you can reinvest in your UA campaign. If you want to learn more about it, there are some minimum revenue targets that you're going to have to hit before you can work with Pollen. But if you're interested in learning more, go to pollen.vc. That once again is pollen.vc. All right, Janine. So let's talk about this first, because I think this is more important. But how do you like to talk to finance? How should you? And what kind of recommendations can you have for both UA people and also for finance people? Like, hey, finance people, this is what I'm thinking about from a UA perspective. Yeah. So uh, cross-functional collaboration requires a different skill set, first of all, uh, regardless of uh, what, what hat you are wearing on. And, 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 and from a UA perspective, I find it really, um, really fun to engage with the, with the finance counterparts because I do know that we both have different KPIs, but we are looking at the same picture from different angles. And uh, speaking of Poland VC, I think every UA lead should be aware that the, the money that all the installs that we are bringing in are not, are, are, are not cash available in the bank account the other day. So that there is, the, the ecosystem is just not working like that. And there, there are always other considerations from the finance team. I, I think a good way to really understand the right tune and the fine tune of communication in between, to understand the KPIs, the challenges, and, and the concerns of the, of the finance stakeholders. And I, I find it really insightful to have these conversations with my finance counterparts and, and to really ask them about, like, what are the KPIs you are being measured upon? And, and, and how do you look into the, the, the financial sustainability and the profitability of the business. It gives me a, a clear understanding of the big picture for the business so that I can tie it up to my UA efforts and, and my media, uh, media planning and budget planning. Um, the, the, the second point that I really want to touch base upon is the financial planning. I, I, I think a, a clean documentation of the finance, finance planning is, is really important, uh, regardless of the stage of the company. And especially in those early stage uh, startups, I find it really helpful to have a financial planning documentation that we can collaborate upon and that we can share with the senior stakeholders and, and, and the management uh, so that we can, have, uh, we can be on the same page in terms of how to approach our UA efforts for the upcoming weeks and months. Uh, in, in, another su- in another successful um, practice that I can talk about is to define the KPIs of the UA uh, together with my uh, finance counterparts and, and, and also educate them a little bit upon how do we measure the success of the UA campaign so that they can also have a good understanding of how we are looking at um, executing the, the plan. 
Um, these are the like the three lines that I find it uh, successful to collaborate in between UA and finance teams. But also, I, I, I've been uh, in those conversations on, on the high level to really think about how should we approach media planning if there were no finance heads and, and no UA heads. And, and these are really interesting conversations to have in, in early stage startups because obviously uh, one way of doing it is to assign a monthly or, or quarterly or weekly budget. Another way of doing it is, is just to keep focused on the profitability of the business and, and approach your UA uh, scale accordingly. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily suggesting one or, or the other. I, I think every business and, and every product has different dynamics, and these are the uh, two type of considerations to, to bear in mind. I like it. I know I just thought before we talked, I was talking to Steve Hova. Man, I always mispronounce his name. Hova Gimian. And he was talking about how, like, he as a CFO, he looks at LTV and ROAS, and he really looks at those metrics really. You know, closely. Are there any metrics that you like to look at very closely from your end? Yes, I do. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, incremental LTV, and and I'm really thinking about incrementality a lot uh, in the last couple of months. Uh, planning my uh, my media spend and 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 and, and my uh, UA architecture. And apart from that, I, I look into retention very closely because uh, Seller is a brand new product in the market and, and, and we are cracking the opportunity in the mobile esports genre. And one way to stick in this market is to have a sustainable, a strong retention metric. And I believe every single user that we bring in to the product should retain at least for a specific amount that we can attribute ourselves or, or we can define this campaign as, as successful. And apart from uh, the, the retention, I would love to see a, a specific, uh, a, a specific um, cross-sharing in the product. And again, this is a very product-related uh, metric. Our uh, product, Seller X, offers uh, multiple games uh, in, the, in the app itself. And I want to see uh, these users not only playing one or two games, but uh, I want to offer that... Uh, rich experience to these users and I want them to engage with multiple games uh, through their life cycle. And this is another shadow target that we keep in mind in our uh, UA efforts. Yeah, I like that. And I, I like that you, you're coming about it because you, you may not see revenues, especially if you're because you're in beta right now. You're like, I don't know what the revenues, and maybe I haven't figured out the revenue model yet either. And so it's like, hey, you know, the KPIs change. You're like, I'm focused on retention. I know revenues are going to come if retention is strong. And so it's kind of like different KPIs will shift as you mature within the app cycle as well. Totally. totally. Cool. All right, let's end with this. So UA lead, hiring a UA lead versus hiring an agency. What are your thoughts about that? <laughs> well, it's a conundrum uh, to begin with. Um, and uh, I think... Uh, we need to talk about the, the pros and cons of, uh, of, of both options on the table. So hiring a UA lead can be paying off really well in the long term, especially for those early stage startups, because they need a lot of architectural design when it comes to their mobile marketing efforts. Uh, they, need to, uh, they need to come up with a good understanding of their attribution parameters. Uh, they need to come up with how to define and, 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 and uh, design all the in-app events that they will require in the very near future. And, and they need to come up with a structure for 
their creative teams and, and then how to sustain and how to maintain that, that need in the business. So these are all the long-term uh, benefits of, of uh, hiring a, a UA lead. But um, as we all know, especially here in the Bay Area, SF job market is just uh, so competitive and it, it, might, it may not be the, uh, the easiest option uh, for, uh, for those early stage startups. And that's why I, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, a, a lot of benefit for those agencies in the industry too. So they can, and, and let's talk about their benefits a little bit too. So the, the, there are so many companies that out there uh, that can offer a, a good service, but there are only a few of them that can provide a, a, a real benefit and value to, to the business. And the, the, the biggest pro that I can see is they can immediately jump on and, and, and start creating a value and, and, and they can start running your UA campaigns and, and bring in the result that you're looking for. And on the other hand, this takes off a lot of the struggle for uh, creative. And, and the, the, these teams, these agencies do, uh, do a great job in terms of providing their creative services and, and, and they do offer uh, an outstanding uh, level of service when it comes to creative design and reiterating these creatives and leveraging all these creatives in different channels. And lastly, I think another benefit of these uh, agencies uh, can, be, can be seen in, uh, in terms of uh, cracking the opportunity in the programmatic side of the things. Again, this is an extremely fragmented uh, market and there are so many programmatic partners that can uh, bring in additional uh, incremental traffic to, your, uh, to those mobile apps and games in the market. And, and I think uh, there are some agencies out there who have access to so many channels uh, in the programmatic space and, and they can unlock the opportunities in, in the programmatic space easily. Junaid, anything else you want to cover before we hit the big finish? Um, that's all. Okay. Well, I forgot to tell you what, what's in the big finish. So I'll tell you, I'm going to ask for a favorite app and then I'm going to ask you for a lesson that took you the longest to learn. So as I do this ad read, you can think about that. But before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my last sponsor, adjust.com. Look, if you're looking for an analytics tool, an attribution tool, so you know when you're running these Facebook lookalike campaigns, how they're performing, what are they doing within the app? how your app is retaining users, well, they're going to give you all those metrics, all those key metrics, key performance, all those KPIs in one easy to use platform. They're going to, they're used by so many great companies that you've already heard of. And well, Junaid said it best. Look, when you're a founder, you don't know much about attribution. And that's what is so key. And that's what Adjust will help you do is figure out how where are they coming from and how are they performing? Those two simple questions that can unlock so much in your mobile app business. So if you want to check them out, go to adjust.com slash appmasters. That once again is adjust.com slash appmasters. Junate, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app. We definitely have to check out. Um, well, I've been playing this uh, game, which is uh, still in, uh, in, in beta. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to come out of the beta, but I, I really like uh, the, the game because it's in the uh, mobile um, eSports um, category, and, and I find it a, a really successful product because it offers a lot of different ways of engaging with the community, with other players who are playing the game. 
and it's called the Ready Games in in, in, in App Store in Test Flight. Just to check it out uh, if if you can get access to. I'm sure uh, the team uh, will be uh, willing to accept new testers, and 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 this game is going to be uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the biggest uh, time spenders in my personal life in these days. Well, what is it called? The Raider Games. The Ready Games. Ready, like R E A D Y. R E A D Y. Okay, the Ready Games. Cool. That's great. What's a lesson? It could be personal life. What's a le- or business? What's a lesson that took you a really long time to learn? Um, it's it, it's a business lesson that really uh, took me a long time uh, to learn and and to act upon which is not to make any assumption before consulting to data, solving any, any business problems. If, if, if we have any prejudice and if we have any points that we would like to get to looking into the data, I think one way or another, we can torture the data enough and we will get there. But if we have that mentality to, to really let the data lead us, I think that would be always uh, a more... Uh, profitable way of looking at it. That's awesome. No better way to end than that. Well, the app is called sellerx.app. So look for it. It's in beta right now as of this recording, but by the time this comes out, it might already be out. But sellerx, look for it into your app source or if you want to know if it's out or not, sellerx.app. Junaid, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally and say thank you for coming on, do you want to send them anywhere else? Sure. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> they can always reach out to me on on on, on LinkedIn. Um, uh, I'm pretty responsive, and and if if they if if they wanna reach out to me on my uh, on my personal email, uh, it's my last name and first name together at gmail.com. That's awesome. You know, well, I don't want you getting so many emails, but <laughs> especially the spam emails. Go to him LinkedIn. Uh, that is a, his name in the show notes is linked up to his. LinkedIn, but if you just search for Junate Unar, look for it in LinkedIn and say thank you for coming on before you ask for anything else. Junate, thank you so much for coming on and I can't wait to have lunch with you pretty soon. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Looking forward to that. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.